Welcome to She Hustles Podcast, and I'm your host, Josiah Santiago Hines. I'm a registered nurse turned into an entrepreneur, and I'm here to motivate you to finding true happiness and living your best life. If you love this episode, let me know, girl. Slide into my Instagram DM. Tag me that you're listening to this episode and say, Josiah, I love this. This was super helpful. It's literally the way that I know what content to create for you. So show me love and don't forget to tag me. I would love to connect and talk with you. Today's topic is all about what does it take to reach your ultimate body goals with guest speaker, my amazing coach, Andrea. When I started with Andrea, I was terrified. I have been into fitness for about seven years now. So I was extremely hesitant on hiring help, but I knew I needed more accountability like my clients have with me. Coaches deserve accountability too. Even with me being a nurse, health coach, and personal trainer, I still learned so much from Andrea and I am extremely grateful for her help. Andrea, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? My name is Andrea, and I am a four-time Olympian, IFBB figure pro, and I am also a personal trainer, life coach, posing coach, um, boot camp instructor. I've been doing this for nine years. No, I've been doing this for 10 years. Um, I used to be, how I got into it, I was overweight myself. I was um, super depressed. I was uh, in the hospital all the time. I was about 60 pounds overweight. Um, and that weight came from, I was raped when I was 19. So then I was kind of going through a lot lot of stuff, eating bad food and not exercising. I could go through a half a thing of donuts in one sitting McDonald's probably three times a week, pizza almost every day. It was just super bad. And so that's what inspired me to do a trainer, be a trainer. And I've been doing it ever since. When did you start competing Do you have any plans to compete again? I started competing in uh, my first show was April 2013. Um, I kind of fell into competing. One of my uh, coworkers like, Dre, you should compete with me. And I was like, oh, but I've never really competed before, especially not in figure. Um, I had did a bikini show two years prior. but they told me my legs were too muscular. So I was just like, I kind of chalked up competing and just like, whatever. It was for fun. I didn't even like consider doing it again until my friend had asked me. And so um, I competed and then I kind of just fell in love with it and then got my pro card within uh, three three months. Competing again, uh, that is on my radar. Um, I love competing. I've been super successful in competing. But um, the things that I've went through the last couple of years trying to like get my hormones back, it's, I'm kind of scared to compete again, but I do see it on my radar, but I might be in a different category. So we'll see. Many people may see your transformation picture from when you were competing and then they see that you have been injured. Can you tell us what happened? Um. My last Olympia, um, I ended up messing up my shoulder. I had been struggling with a sh- shoulder problem for a, a few years, but I've it never bothered me the way it did. My, uh, I found out actually four months 
prior to my 2017 Olympia, um, I was doing something, I think I was doing shoulder presses and my shoulder just kind of locked. I was already in pain, but it just locked. I lost all range of motion in my right shoulder. Um, I ended up finding out I had brucitis in three out of four parts of my rotator cuff. Um, and I was like freaking out because here I am about to start Olympia prep June 1st, 2017. And I got to get on stage in September, 2017. What am I going to do? So I ended up um, getting in with NuFit. I don't know if y'all know what NuFit is, but NuFit is kind of surgery without the knife. It works neurology, neuro, neurology with your symptomatic system in your brain to connect to your muscles. Um, so I ended up doing that and I had full range of motion back within a week, but, um, I still had to go through therapy. I had to reteach it, get the information out of my rotator cuff. So I really just, I worked through it. I think, you know, when you have injury and you're getting ready for something big, it's all about your mind, your mindset. Cause some people, Oh, I'm injured. I can't do this. I didn't get butt hurt about it. I just kind of, well, I'll just train my legs for right now and then I'll just do what I got to do to get in shape once I'm able to lift again. So I couldn't lift my upper body for a month. So I had eight weeks to get my upper body where I needed to be. Um, I could not do shoulders. And you know, in, in figure, shoulders are super big. It's like, you gotta have shoulders. So I kind of lacked on my shoulder growth and I think that kind of hurt my placing, but I still did not want to pull my contract. So I just came in with my conditioning. It was a little smaller than I wanted to be, but I did just bring my conditioning. I think I was like, 5% body fat, 5.5% body fat. I was, I've never been that shredded in my life. Um, because all I could do was cardio, cardio, diet, and legs. So I got through it. You are a badass. Seriously, <laughs> badass. <laughs> People are afraid of shakes and supplements. So can you tell me your thoughts on them and what supplements can enhance your results? Supplements are a huge topic, especially with a lot of my clients. Um, shakes are fine. Um, with shakes, I highly recommend things that don't have heavy metals. Um, I'm a super natural person. So um, as long as I don't have all that toxic heavy metals inside the shakes, then I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, some supplements like Live Body, they make all natural supplements are really good. I love their supplements. Um, Iso Natural by Almax is really good. It's a protein powder. Any vegan protein powder is good. Now, here's the thing about vegan. Vegan supplements have a lot of fat content in it. Um, so you have to really watch. If you're trying to get lean, you got to really watch those all natural supplements with the high fat content because you got to supplement the protein over all that fat con content. And what, what is your cardio like? You know, what is your rest of your food plan like? So you have, when you're taking supplements, you really have to consider all that in the realm of things or you're not going to be successful. Um, I do think supplements should be kind of last results, last resort, simply because your body can do amazing things when it's functioning on its own. Um, some people have this thing, well, I have to be on supplements to get the results. And I disagree. Um, I think if you're on like a 12-week cut, don't throw supplements in until the last six weeks or eight weeks. I think you should allow your body to do things on its own before you throw supplements in. But definitely more so the natural route. 
And I would have to say I absolutely agree with that because I have been on a lot of supplements and it really truly, depending on what supplements you're on, it makes you really feel like shit because a lot of it is not great. Like GNC and Vitamin Shop, like all those have tons of metals and fillers. And, you know, if you're going to have supplements, just make sure it's the right supplement. Yeah. And a, su- a supplement with a probiotic because a lot of supplements can drain your gut health and gut health is your second brain. So definitely, you know, be wise about what supplements you're choosing. Amen to that. We all know that competing is amazing and the way that you can push your body to the max. But can you tell me a little bit about some negative effects of competing that has to deal with like your hormones, your moods, and your gut health? Competing and negative effects. So here's the thing with competing. If you don't have a good coach, um, if you don't have like the right guidance, and me being, when I was a beginner coach, I'll be honest, I made some mistakes with some of my clients um, on gut health and thinking that you had to eat a certain amount of calories to get where you need to be. But I think all coaches make mistakes when they're, you know, first starting out. Um, But now since I've gotten so much knowledgeable on the back end um, with hormones and gut health, competing, if you starve yourself over so many months, all that cardio then the lack of food that you're intaking, then it drains your hormones. First, it'll start with your adrenal glands. So when your adrenal glands get drained, then it'll start to pull from your hormone panel. So it'll start to pull from your progesterone. Progesterone drops, then it'll start pulling from your testosterone. Okay, and then once it starts to pull from your testosterone, then it's gonna go straight to your thyroid. So if anyone is considering competing make sure you have someone that knows what they're doing because that is a huge thing that I see so much is when people get out of prep their hormones are so out of whack their hormones their thyroid and it really comes from their gut even like that doing all that cardio then you build up the that bad bacteria in your gut as well so then it'll throw off your mood and then you, you're just all messed up so then you have metabolic resistance. And when that happens, then your thyroid is messed up too. So that is one thing um, that is a negative effect of competing. The second negative effect of competing is you have to learn how to have balance between what you look like um, and then what your natural body is supposed to do, which is body dysmorphia. I see this with almost every competitor. I'm even guilty of it. When I, I'm naturally, I'm big bone. I'm naturally thick. But I competed for seven years at one of the highest levels in IFBB. So I walked around shredded half of the year. Actually, almost year round. The last three years, almost year round. So body dysmorphia, you've got to learn how to be able to switch that mindset off of you can't be walking around shredded all the time. Not to I mess up my hormones. Um, I highly recommend everyone, you don't have a life coach or something during the competing time, and especially for after, if you know you're going to suffer from that. Some people, they don't suffer from body dysmorphia, but over half of the competing world suffers, especially bikini competitors, suffer from 
body's dysmorphia. It is not natural for your body as a female to walk around at 4.5, 5% body fat, let alone 7% body fat year round. It's just not healthy. Um, and some people have a genetic line where they can do that. It doesn't mess with them, but majority of the United States, you can't do that. So when it comes to competing, those two, those two are the main things. Make sure your diet is in check. You have someone that can support you, reverse, reverse you after prep that doesn't leave you hanging um, and doesn't try to put you on a whole bunch of supplements during prep because that'll mess up your hormones too. Because I get this question like every day now that I have abs that are popping, how can you achieve a flat stomach and abs? This is a question I get in my DMs all the time. I'm like, y'all, how's your nutrition? I think one of the biggest things with a flat stomach, if your hormones are messed up, it's going to be really hard for you to achieve a flat stomach. But it boils down to what are you drinking? Are you drinking enough water? Are you intaking alcohol, you know, three times, three times a week? You're not going to have a flat stomach. So flat stomach comes from what you stick in your mouth. It's super, it's all about nutrition and you don't have to do two hours of cardio to have a flat stomach. It's what you're sticking in your mouth. So alcohol, no. Sugar, no. Chips and cookies, no. You, you're not going to have a flat stomach with that. Yeah, duh. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Literally, someone asked me, like, girl, what do you eat? I'm like, plain as fuck food. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So these next questions are all going to be the myths that we always hear about health and fitness. So I'm hoping that this is going to help you, ladies, because these are the questions that I get all the time. So question number one, should you just target an area that you hate? For example, every day I get clients saying that they want to lose their stomachs, like we just talked about the abs. I always educate on the importance of full body workouts and obviously clean nutrition. But what are your thoughts on this? Um, this is a good question because I don't believe you can target one area. Here's why. For example, me, I carry a lot of my weight in my lower half. But if I just work my lower half, then I'm not going to lose body fat in other areas. You can't target fat areas. Like, you just can't. I always recommend, even my clients, you know, do your full body workouts. Have a good nutrition plan. Now, what I will say, you can target them, but add an extra day. So, when I was competing, um, my weak points were my hamstrings and my glutes. I had to get my glutes down and bring in tighter hamstrings. So I added in an extra day where I train hamstrings and glutes. But you can't target where you lose your fat. The genetics don't work like that. So if, if it's in your nature, like everyone talks about, Drea, I hate these fats under my arm. But, so they don't wanna do any other arm exercises. But when you're training shoulders, your secondary muscle is your triceps. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I disagree with that. Full body workouts. Yes. Good nutrition. Yes. A lot of water. Yes. If you want to target an area that you hate, add in a second day to train it. That's how you target. And that's how you get better. Many think that they should stop eating at around seven to 8 PM. What do you think about this? How late can you eat? 
this is a question, a common question. I'll use myself for an example. Um, I work a lot. I don't get home until nine o'clock, sometimes 9.30, and I eat that late, and it doesn't affect me. Now, if you're eating a burger or some cookies and ice cream late at night, then you have a problem. Um, that's when it really starts to affect you. Um, it's all about your glycogen levels when you're eating that late. Um, I wouldn't recommend eating, you know, two cups of rice and some chicken or whatever that late, maybe a protein shake or um, something just lower carb intake. That way your sugar doesn't spike while you're sleeping because that's when it gets bad. So to me, eating late is a myth. Um, it's all about what you're eating that late that'll affect you in a negative way. If I work out really hard and still eat whatever I want, will I get results? Um, you might lose some water weight, but you're not going to get the results that you want. Um, the people say, Dre, I just eat to work out. And I'm like, well, the six pack that you're wanting is not going to be successful. So no, you cannot do that. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies, we are just, we're not being mean at all. We just want to educate you and be able to like, I want you guys, if you want abs, if you want a fat stomach, if you want to build that body, that gold body that you look on Instagram every single day, we are just trying to educate you on the right way to do it. We're definitely not being mean. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> we're here to support you and make you better. Yes. Does lifting weights make you look like a man? No, not, a, not even a little bit. So here's the thing about lifting weights. Lifting weights, the more muscle you have in your body, the faster your metabolism is. And that's what makes women and men lose weight. The faster your metabolism is, you'll be able to get the look you want. Now, let's say you're eating 5,000 calories and you're in there lifting some super heavy weight, you will put on that muscle. So if, you're, if your program is set like that, then yeah, I'm not saying you're going to look like a man, but you're going to put on muscle because more calories, more weight, then that's the outcome you get. But lifting weight is not going to make you look like a man. Josara and me, we don't look like a man, and we lift five to six days a week, but we're also not eating 5,000 calories to bulk up like that so it's all about what you're intaking as far as food what types of food you're intaking what is your body type what is your genetic line then you have you have to factor in all of that but lifting weights not going to make you look like a man you're going to want to lift weights if you want that nice booty you know those tone arms you got to lift weights cheat meal or cheat day and why what's the benefits of treating yourself <sighs> cheat meals Cheat meals are fun. They're super good, but you don't always have to have a cheat meal. Um, the point of a cheat meal is to re-speed up your metabolism. So if you are doing a cut or something like that, and I get some of these clients think they have to have a cheat meal every week. And I'm like, no, you're still holding fat. So what happens is, is if your body is not saying you need a cheat meal, then that cheat meal will put you back three to four days. Does that make sense? Um, 
but I can use you for an example. You're dropping weight fast. So you needed a cheat meal. But look where you look where you were and look where you are now, and you hardly had any cheat meals. So when it comes to cheat meals, I don't think you need them unless your body says you need them. Not because our mind says we need them, but your body. Um, and a cheat day, if you're trying to get somewhere, then no, you don't need to have a cheat day. You need to have a cheat meal. Now, after you, if you do a prep, if you're in a competition prep and you just want to splurge the day after your show, then that's different. But if you're trying to, if you have a goal and you're trying to lose weight, put on some masks, whatever the case may be, don't have a cheat meal unless your body says you have a cheat meal. Not your mind, not your cravings. And for women, not our cycles. When we're on our cycle, when we get those sugar cravings, the, the crunch, the all that, no. You only have cheat meals unless your body says you need them. Should I just follow a 1,200 calorie diet to lose weight? No. Here's the thing about 1,200 calorie diets. Now, it does work for some people, but y'all have to remember that everyone, everyone is different. Um, some people drop to 1,200 calories and then can't lose weight. And then some people can lose weight. So you're really going to want to be well-rounded and knowledgeable of how many calories you should be taking intaking because everyone is different. You can't follow everyone's macros, everyone's meal plans, everyone's workouts, because everyone is different. We are humans who are all made different. And this is definitely something that I always try to educate my girls, especially with you know, like I have a big social media, so I get like, Josira, what do you eat? Like, how many calories do you eat? What's your workouts? And like, I don't, I'm not trying to be technically mean, but I try to educate them and say, this is for my body. This I eat towards, you know, towards my goal weight. And like, it's, you know, what I eat is not necessarily for you. And then people think that I'm like being mean, but I'm just trying to help you out. Like, you can't eat what I'm eating to look like me. You got to eat what you need for your body. So I thought that was a really good question to ask you. Um, Next one. Should I go to the gym and just try out the machines and get on a treadmill and to lose weight? Um, If you're a first timer, if you've never stepped into a gym, then I would, yes, of course, get on the treadmill. Um, Now, would you stay on the treadmill? No. Um, To lose weight, it's not all about the treadmill. It's not all about just lifting weights. If you're not knowledgeable on the machines, maybe you should get a trainer or a coach, someone who can guide you into teaching you how to use the weight, what weight works this. you got to be knowledgeable when you're in the gym. One, so you don't hurt yourself. Two, you can't do the same thing, and you can get results if the workout is set up a certain way. So if you're just going to go in and you're just like, oh, I'm lifting some weights, your, your mind is not really connected and you're not really doing what you're supposed to be doing because drop sets, I'm so big on drop sets. I've done drop sets the last five years. Like you will never catch me in the gym not doing a drop set because drop sets, it helps you burn body fat and it helps you build a little bit of muscle depending on how much weight you're doing um i really think that you should have some hit workouts in there 
depending on what your goal is to lose. If you're trying to lose weight, you need to be doing HIIT workouts at least twice a week. No less, no more. Don't just walk on the treadmill, do some running, do some interval training, um, stuff like that. Definitely try to change it up. But I've been doing the same workouts for three years, but I do them with intensity. One thing I do change up, though, is my cardio. I can't do the same cardio. <laughs> change it up, mix it up. But weightlifting, it's all about your intensity, um, how you're lifting, what are you lifting, what is paired when you're lifting. Are you doing shoulders, back? Are you doing back buys, back tries, stuff like that? And I love that you said that because I, you know, with me being, I've been, you know, into fitness for seven years and I do have my personal training license. I just don't, you know, really use it that much. But um, I feel like there is a myth out there that they say that you should change out your workouts like every couple weeks or like every four weeks. And that was like kind of imprinted in my brain. Like I have to switch it up to, you know, change to trick my body. And I learned so much from you in that aspect was like, no, we are just going to change up your cardio. So I've been doing the same program that you created for me for the past, what, like, it's been like probably 15 weeks now, the same workout. And I've gotten so much stronger. Like you see the difference of like, I was only lifting this amount and now I could lift 135 pounds. Like, I wasn't pushing myself in the when I was doing other programs. I wasn't pushing myself because I had to keep switching up my workouts and you don't get time to see if you could get stronger. So it truly makes a huge difference on doing the same program because then you're going to be like, oh, shit, I'm getting so much stronger. Like, so, yeah, I love that. How important is it to drink water? Uh, water is super important. For all you ones that wait and don't drink water, you're going to have problems. Water helps flush out toxins that keep your body inflamed. Um, when your body is inflamed, it's really hard for that signal to lose weight. Um, so water resets and detoxes you while you're trying to lose weight. Um, keeps out the inflammation. It keeps out all the bad stuff. Water is important. Drink your water. Can you tell me about how much water should people be drinking? You at least want to drink a gallon a day. If you, what I tell my clients, the ones that struggle, we, we go in processes. So we'll do, um, I have one client, she was like, Dre, I don't drink water. I maybe a, to take my vitamins, that's it. I said, huh? You don't drink water. I said, how are you surviving? She was like, I just hate it. So what we did was we started off with, her goal was two bottles of water a day for a week. Then the next week, an extra bottle. So I had to trick her. I'm, I used to be a psychology major. So I had to reset her mindset when it came to water. So we did the process. Every week, we just added a bottle of water. That is a really good trick. I love that. I used to set alarms. Yeah, I used to set alarms when I was, cause I was bad too. Like as a nurse, twelve-hour shifts. Like you don't want to sit there and have to drink so much water, cause like I had barely time to pee, 
So I hardly drank water. So it was like really a mindset thing was like, all right, I got to set alarms to remind me to drink water. And then all of a sudden you don't need alarms anymore because you're going to be thirsty. Like your body craves it after you, your body gets used to it. How important is it to know how much sodium and sugar you're intaking? Um, Overload in sodium is bad. Um, If you're intaking too much sodium, and especially not drinking enough water, then that sodium, all those bad sodium is actually sitting in your body, which causes inflammation. Um, if you're a diabetic or something like that, you're not supposed to be taking in a, a lot of sodium. You want to intake some sodium because that's how your muscles survive. Um, you don't want to walk around dehydrated. If you're walking around dehydrated all the time, that's when your brain is not dehydrated. That's what causes brain fog if you're not intaking enough water or sodium. Um, Sugar. Sugar is like crack. It's I use that as an analogy. It's very bad for you. Um, when I first got into health and fitness, I didn't realize how bad sugar, I was raised up on sugar and all the the bad stuff. Um, I'm African-American, so we ate, that's how we ate. We ate just bad, you know, the Southern biscuits and, you know, pecan pie. I didn't know how bad sugar was for you. Um, sugar, a little bit is fine, but if you're overkilling it, like Coke, the aspartame, the surclose and all that in Cokes and stuff is so bad for you. Um, I remember this, um, I was reading this article, this girl had got cancer and she was drinking, she hated water. Um, she was drinking these, these drinks to help just to get some kind of, um, like water or something in, but she was mixing it with some, this packet. I cannot remember what it was called, but she drank it every single day for three years. And she swears up and down. That's what gave her cancer. Um, if you're intaking all that bad food, that's what makes cancer feeds off of sugar. That's what makes it grow. My doctors tell you not to, when, if you have cancer, you really should not have any sugar. It's just bad for you. It's not bad, you know, every once in a while we're human. We're going to have sugar. But if you're overloading sugar every single day, then you're wondering why you can't lose weight. That is why. Sugar can stomp weight loss too. That is all the questions I have for Andrea today. Thank you so much, Andrea, for being a part of She Hustles. Andrea is the true definition of She Hustles. She knows what she wants and she goes for it. If you have any other health and fitness questions that you would like us to answer, please do not hesitate to contact us. Thank you so much for listening. If there are any special topics you'd like me to go over, please don't hesitate to email me at josirafitness at gmail.com and make sure to drop a review and subscribe. Have a blessed day.